Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights again. I'm Harrison Arms running the ones and twos. We just wrapped up We Talk Facts at Amon Green. Hop in for that one. Now we have the Don't Punt Hour with host as always, Demorne Pearsonell and Amon Green sticking around uh, for the first half of this show as well. Uh, but Demorne, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it to you. I know we got a guest lined up, but first of all, just how's it going today? I got uh, crazy yeah. events going on. <laughs> it's going good. It's a little louder than it, than it <laughs> usually is, but you know, it's getting a little used to that. But uh, today, you know, we got a captain, former black shirt, you know, Jay Mitch, Josh Mitchell. Uh, joining us today, uh, you know, Mighty Mouse. We, me and him used to, you know, get back into it here and there when I first got to campus and everything like that. So I'm excited to have him on today. Absolutely. And uh, that being said, uh, Josh Mitchell, can you hear us? Do we got you on the line right now? Absolutely. Sounds like we got him on here. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, you know, DeMornay, Pierce and all, I just want to kind of throw it back to you. Go <laughs> ahead and give me uh, your intro of Josh Mitchell and just, I mean, familiar name but you're gonna know him better than a lot of us i mean his name speaks for itself you know he's a <laughs> former captain you know five six five seven maybe 160 165 uh former black shirt you know and uh, i mean i went i went to battle against him you know when i first got here and everything like that so i felt it was only right you know to kind of take it back a little bit and and bring him into this thing and everything like that and just uh, ask him a couple questions and uh, see sees what it sees what he uh has been up to lately Absolutely. And, uh, Josh, yep, yep. We can hear you just fine. And, uh, yeah, just first of all, I uh, appreciate you coming on here with us. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, kind of just following up what the morning personnel said just a little bit, uh, you know, about your history and kind of how your guys's relationship, how that all started. Well, we might be having some problems here. We can hear him, but I'm not sure if he can exactly hear us. So Josh Mitchell, we'll keep you on the line here, um, and hopefully we can get a producer back there to kind of help us get that checked out. Uh, but nonetheless, let's go ahead and switch it up then to Michigan. And we came off the loss from there, going into Illinois. DeMorna, we talked about it a little bit on the last break, but what are you looking for with this Husker team going tomorrow? It's a short week. You're going to have to bring your own energy. It is a Friday game. You know, what are you looking from these Huskers tomorrow? Uh, to bounce back, you know, uh, have a complete game, you know, all phases, offense, um, score, keep the ball, you know, stay in rhythm, um, make opportunities, defense for them to have takeaways and create opportunities and to create points. Um, okay, we'll get a producer on that. <laughs> yeah, we just lost him. No worries. Uh, for him to, for, for them, you know, to get back to just, Having having a complete game and you know in all phases special teams be special, do what they need to to block a kick, block a punt, um, you know create havoc and give the offense opportunity to score. Absolutely, and then I'm trying to think. You know, you guys, when did the Friday games first start coming around for college football? I mean, that's pretty recent. Um, we we always played uh, Iowa on Friday. So yeah, this, this was different. The Black Friday yeah. game. Yeah, I yeah. think I think this was the or the, the I think this is the. First time I think it's the uh, two Fridays in in a season. Yeah, I want to. So say I'm not so. I'm not I'm not familiar with that. I honestly I don't understand it. Um, I think it's a ratings thing. It, it's for it's that, that TV money is yeah. kind of what I get out of it. You get more games to show on that Friday. I mean, what do, what do you guys kind of feel on the Friday games? 
for for because to me, I'll be honest, I've always kind of looked at Friday as like a sacred like high school football. Like, I, I've always kind of never been. It's always a little weird for me to watch college football on the Friday. But where are you guys at with it? Uh, you know, once once I stop playing on Friday, I you know you move on to kind of bigger and better things. Okay, you playing on the weekend, you getting used to that, and then you know getting to the NFL level and everything. Like, of course, you got weeks, uh, you got games during the week, but I mean, you know, always playing on Sunday. So, uh, I mean, I'm not too strong about it. Um, I mean, to each his own. I, I I'm not a huge fan of it, honestly. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with Harrison here. It was high school. That's high school all over the country here in the mm-hmm. United States. Um. So that's more of that day, but you know, like for ratings, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, <laughs> Big Ten, uh, Big Plus, whatever they call it, to get their extra t- games in to make sure there's coverage uh, for advertisers and obviously fans in different areas that can't get games on a Saturday or whatever. Because sometimes we know them uh, Saturday games are blacked out yeah. because of uh, attendance not being there or being sold out game, which all our home games sold out regardless of what mm-hmm. our team's doing. So. Yeah, I'll say Friday. Friday is like, you just got to remember. Because I didn't realize this week was Friday. I'm glad somebody told me on Monday. <laughs> they reminded me yesterday. I, yeah. I, I, I was saying Saturday until somebody corrected me. I was like, no, we're playing on Friday this week. Right. I'm like, huh? Yeah, it oh, still throws oh. me off. The, so, those Friday games. It's, uh, it's, again, it's a late 7 o'clock kickoff, which would be kind of nice to have a night game at least. Uh, lately, you know, we just haven't been a great enough football program to get more of those scheduled night games. But nonetheless... Get one tomorrow versus Illinois. What are you expecting out of the defense? Because I think a lot of people's biggest problem with Michigan is not the fact that we lost, but uh, it was simple things, just missed assignments. You know, you heard Tony White talk about that repeatedly in his press conferences saying guys just weren't executing, just missing their assignments. It wasn't like they weren't necessarily trying, but mentally they weren't focused. And he blamed himself not having those guys ready. But what are you looking for this defense in particular that did not really – have a good showing at all at any point during that Michigan game, Michigan game and the coaches would, you know, they tell you the same. Uh, to reestablish themselves, you know, just get back, get back to how they play, playing, playing comfortable football, flying around, um, you know, being in the right position at the right time, um, hopefully create some turnovers. Um, just, you know, and, and bad games happen or, you know, off days happen or whatnot. I mean, that, that comes with the game, you know, but just uh, getting back to, you know, what we've, uh, we're starting to see in the first couple of games. So just uh, reapplying, you know, like that, 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 that's their identity, really. Yeah. Well, got, look, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, just, uh, I say, get the offense kind of cranking up a little bit more because we got an opportunity with a team that is giving up a lot of points there. Mm-hmm. And then defense, too, like you mentioned, making sure they don't take that loss as like, you know, this is how good we are. Like, oh my God, we gave those points. Don't look at that. Just turn the page, get ready for another team. And you can, because they're, I know when you walk around the new area in terms of the locker room they have on the wall, I remember seeing, you know, going 1-0 for the mm-hmm. Northern Illinois game. Yep. So they have that mindset, one game at a time mindset. So again, 1-0, go this week against uh, Illinois and Champaign, and then that's everywhere, not just the defense, but offense. You come out there and get back to the previous two games because this is a game that is very vulnerable you know, for this team right now walking up into um, going into Champaign. Yeah, and we look at Illinois – Obviously, they're having that kind of same season where the expectations, they're not really hitting them right now. You looked at last season, they were kind of the darlings of the Big Ten. You know, Brett Belima, I still think he's a great coach. Uh, but looking at the season, they've just been struggling right out of the gate. They're missing their running back. That's that's pretty clear. But I'm hoping this offense kind of take advantage of what has just been 
Uh, pretty lackluster Illinois defense. They haven't been as strong in the trenches. What are you expecting or hoping for out of our running game? You know, Fleeks might get some touches, which is interesting. Uh, Emmett Johnson's really starting to pop off for Matt Rule. He's been talking about him a lot, but obviously you got your guy in Anthony Grant. What are you looking for in the run game? Hopefully a 100-plus game, two touchdowns uh, type of game uh, for him, you know, to reestablish, you know, what he brings to the table to to show, you know, the type of back he's going to be. He's, he's going to have to be, you know, the the cow bell of the offense, uh, especially in a running game, you know, to take all, take the pressure off the quarterback, um, you know, make the game easier, kind of more comfortable for, for him. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I'm expecting him to, to step up and take advantage of the opportunities that are going to be coming his way a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Heinrich and the run, you know, running backs, uh, Grant, just making sure they understand, you know, there's the, the coaching side of it. The coaching happens during the week where they get all the, the players per, ready to go. They know the schemes, offensively, def- defensively, special teams, prepare them. But then once you get in the game, you got to understand. I mean, I think uh, Justin Fields, a Chicago quarterback, said this a few weeks ago because of the struggles he was having. He's like, I got to go out there and just be the athlete I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and, some, and sometimes we over-process things, especially in a, in a bad game like, you know, last week was and other games. So when you over-process that stuff, you slow yourself down as a player. So don't do that. Just go out there and play 100 miles per hour. Watch the film later to make the correction, corrections. Then, you know, and play play as hard as you possibly can. And this is an area and this is a game and a team you can do that against. Absolutely. You could go out there um, and on their home field, be on the road, you know, and kind of mess up their house. I know that was a, something we used to say in our locker room when we were on the road. Let's come mess up the, their house. This is not our house. Let's do our thing here. And then when you do that, you'll be, like I said, you're more the player that you got to the college and earn that scholarship for than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, definitely take advantage of it. I, I want to ask because just because it's crazy. You re, you see that Illinois their stadium was on fire inside last night or two nights ago. Uh, so that that's what they were saying when they were yeah, saying they they they, uh, they were thinking about like not playing there or something. I seen something yeah, was a fire. fire. I, didn't, I didn't I didn't exactly know what the situation was. Yeah, this or, or whatnot <laughs> inside the stadium. Apparently, it wasn't as bad as what it, people were saying, but there was a fire inside the stadium and i did think it was funny matt rule is like i thought it hoped that we were going to play at home again <laughs> but no that's just one of them you guys ever have any crazy stories where you were ex- you know supposed to go to an arena and something catastrophic or some the structural integrity came apart or the field that you played on was just awful um, and should not have been played on that day uh the only thing i can really think of is uh uh one year i was with the raiders um we played actually in uh canada um i think it was a uh, winnipeg Stadium, okay. and you know that the uh, the Canadian field is is longer. Um, yeah, you got the field goals. Yeah, in this yeah, inside and, and, it's, and it's right there in the middle. So um, ten yards or something. Like that. Uh, I want to say the the uh, we were playing the Packers. I think their doctors came out there and pretty much were saying that the field was like unfit to play in. <laughs> so like they actually like cut the field uh, shorter. Um, so like the, oh, so like the, I remember that watching the, that game on TV, the, the goal line was actually like the back of the end zone. And then, uh, they like, they moved, they moved the field. It was something weird. It was but, a preseason game, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I remember watching um, it. Break this down yeah. for me. Cause I, I have never heard of this. So they had to actually shorten the field because it was unfit. Because they on. said it was, it was unsafe to, to play them because, um, the Canadian field had, uh, like a, the field goal where they have, cause you know, their field goal posts are like, right. Yeah. It's in the middle. It, it, so, yep. That was a piece of it, and then um, they were saying that I want to say it's something with the turf. 
it was, it was something with the turf, but the biggest one was that uh, it was a big hole literally in the middle of the field. So they moved the end zones. Uh, I remember that game. They cut, they cut both end zones. Like, so we actually played, I want to say, like on an 80-yard field. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't a full play yeah. uh, field. And it was uh, – that. other than that, that was the only thing that was – I could say that was a weird time or something that had happened uh, with a, a field or, or – um, a stadium to play in right oh man um i do remember watching that. it was a preseason game uh-huh. um, a kid that i mentored went up there and he's like oh man i got i gotta see this game all like this <laughs> even, yeah i couldn't even play right up there uh for me i would say a couple i have a couple games one i played in my rookie year as a seahawk we played down in kansas city and it was like a torrential downpour mm. all day long and even during the game so the first half of the game i was kick returner <laughs> with the wind swirling too in an arrowhead and i'm like i'm just letting this ball bounce i'm not even thinking about <laughs> not even thinking about and, and then on top of letting it bounce it was almost almost a six inches of rain on the field no no oh. it was it wasn't it was raining so fast that it couldn't drain so the field was like playing in a small puddle <laughs> and wet, I, so wet first socks right red, red socks oh. everything i sprained my knee so first quarter i sprained because i'm you know slipping and sliding and i get cut Fall down, get the tackle, then but they put a brace on it. And I played the rest of the game, but yeah, that was it. Was water coming out of the stands like in gushes? Did you have an eye shield at, at by any no, chance? No, no, thank God I didn't have that. I think because that would have been a nightmare sitting there trying to clean it, it off. It oh my God, uh, no, no, no shield on. But I remember spraining it. I'm like, man, first I sprained my knee, then I'm like, look, I'm not catching no field goal. Or I've told my coach, coach, is it okay if I just let the ball bounce and I pick it up on the run? He's mm-hmm. like, you good? Because it was all night. It was torrential and it was. Super windy. Did you so end up winning the game? We ended up winning. Okay. It, was, it was a good game. We ended up winning. And then I'm trying to think another stadium I rolled up in. Oh, Carolina Stadium. Bank of America. It was like they was having PGA Tour golf going on on that field. It was divots <laughs> everywhere. Chunks of grass coming out during the game. They lost Dan Morgan. He tore his ACL. Ouch. We lost a DB, Antoine Edwards. He tore his MCE or he sprained his MCL. And then I'm surprised the game didn't get, didn't get called, but it did. We played it out. It was a regular season game. What we got here? Ooh, we got Amon Green in here. <laughs> Need more. Oh, he's looking for an autograph here. Yeah, <laughs> me <mean> too. <laughs> oh man, it's been a busy day. Yep. Amon, how many have you signed so far today? You think? Actually, this is only second one. Second one? Yeah, that's it's not pretty too impressive. Bad. Yeah, 1040 yeah. O Street again. We got a lot of Hall of Famers walking around here. So yep. if you guys want to meet him as well, it's yep. just our other on-air talent we got you know p ferguson bigger than the score pretty much every single show host just by looking out the windows yep. is here so if you guys want to meet you know some of your favorite shows uh some of these athletes you know some of the producers down. yeah absolutely plenty of it looks like we got some mary Ellens. i think they're still serving out there good grub to eat and uh again definitely check it out if you haven't been here yet uh but yeah i always love hearing those stories because when you get to that professional level it always surprises me when you have those occurrences where they typically take care of everything like that you don't you don't really run into a certain too many things necessarily like that. Um, that With the that fields would, and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. But it happens. Um, it happens for sure. So, yeah. Who's got Our, the worst field in the NFL when you guys when you guys were playing? I mean, I'd the, imagine it's probably a turf one. The, the I mean, when the Raiders were uh, in Oakland, I mean, we played on a baseball field. That clay is yeah, unforgivable. Yeah. yeah, I played on that same field. Um, so, that, yeah. that, that's probably worse than getting turf burn on any field. Yes. Uh, you can't cut. You can't plant. Um, it's 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 a nightmare to play on. You you don't want to get tackled on that because you will feel that for probably the rest of that season. <laughs> yeah, it's baseball clay. 
it's that baseball clay for the infield. So I played baseball. So I was like, I'll tell guys, you don't get tackled there. No. You don't stay on the green. <laughs> as like, best as you I can. Say, as a, so that's your motivation as a running back. If it's like third down and short, you got to carry that guy to the green <laughs> to get the first down. I said, you do not want to get tackled. I say, sliding on there, like when you actually baseball slide, it's okay. It's just okay, though, because you have your, 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 pants, your on. pants on. It's just okay. But now you're going just with NFL socks, which aren't thin. I mean, which are thick. And you got a guy possibly throwing you in the turf or into the dirt, too. So that that's a problem on top of that. But, uh, no, it gets interesting in that field. You make a business decision, as we say. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. I always forget about that because, yeah, I was just watching, you know, some Dion highlights the other day. And when I think one of his – one it may have been his first big return. I think it was on that clay. And I think like, Fulton County Stadium, they played on the, yeah. the baseball field that yep. the Braves played on back then too. So he had dibble-dib <sighs> with that and going to Oakland sometime. That's crazy era. Yep. I'm th- thank goodness we're done with the clay fields because I, nah. I can't imagine. Or know, AstroTurf. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't play on any yeah. of that stuff. What was Ooh. the worst part about AstroTurf? Ooh. The worst was like, like he was saying, like the morning was saying about the, the the burns. Like I got turf burns that's still on my body since high school because I had it in high school. And they probably didn't have like the tape that all these oh, players yeah, have. Yeah, now. they don't have. They don't, yeah. they, I didn't get that stuff till halfway through my career, like oh five oh six. And that still stuff. It that doesn't even. It, it <laughs> works after the first slide. It always looks like it's peeling off. Yes, when at the first peel off, it's over. You got to go to the trainers to re up it again. Peel yeah. it off, take something, put something else on. It's it is not mm-mm. not good. No, you never had to work, play on the Astro. That was out by the time um, you got to the league, though. I mean, as, as in in youth league, I have um, you know, because we used to play out in uh, Old Redskin Park. Okay, so um, they had like you know the youth league games out there. They had a, a couple fields and everything like that, and it was Astro turf out there. And our coaches actually told us to take our cleats off and play in tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it was better it was better for it um so it's a few times that i've played on astroturf i do not recommend it uh <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of turf uh itself uh so but it, it it was it was it was not fun at all you you when you hit the ground it feels like concrete it, it hurts oh it was concrete that's it, hurt, it hurts it hurts it hurts so, do you guys think it'd be in the NFL's best interest to not right away, because it's probably incredibly expensive, but work towards everyone start implementing real grass? Because you see teams in the Premier League, uh, they won't play on your field if it's turf. No, no. no. And they've got $100 million contracts as well, mm-hmm. you know, from their soccer players over there. So, with what happened with Aaron Rodgers, uh, 100%, it's going into the budget. <laughs> if it's not Roger Goodell, it's going to be the competition committee. And most NFL owners are in the competition committee to say, you know, like what's the owner for the Jets can say, hey, my one of my guys, you know, lost his season. We lost the season of, of production of possibly going to the playoffs as they were. Everybody was touting them to go to the Super Bowl, and now one of our guys that was going to lead the charge is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can put that as a work issue mm-hmm. and bring it up at, to the competition committee and, and 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 basically get a vote on it. Hopefully, so. That's the that's the other part of getting everybody to you know agree to exactly. move uh, move things. You know, people don't like change, and it's yeah, gonna it's cost hard. it's gonna cost money out of owners' pockets that they're rather. And so it's it's a it's an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they do get it changed around. Um, I think the players' union, because I'm sure they're 100. They'll, they'll chime they in to, too. They'll chime in too. Mm-hmm. 
Because they've been getting from players. Um, they've been they've been won that they've been won that for the uh, for, a for, while. A, for a while. Yeah, yeah it's been pre- complaints. Prevent injuries. It's proven that you know they. I. It's always argued on how much worse, but it's regardless. It is a hundred percent that there's more injuries. They're more likely to happen on turf. Now, what the margin is is where it always gets hairy, and that's where you have the owners yeah. and the players going back and forth because they, you know, the owners are going to lessen that number, and the players are going to, you know typically pick the higher ones mm-hmm. so i think that's all in the mix but i'm definitely kind of with you guys before we go to break here uh, that yeah absolutely need to i'm i'm big on just the grass because again i don't want to watch aaron Rodgers go down immediately after all the hype going into it um and we do have one from the text wing go ahead and read this one before we get out of here our owners on the competition committee really going to vote for that because the money it's going to cost them i say there's going to be obviously jets owner or any other owner or even a GM that may be there that's allowed. I don't know if GMs are allowed, but I know owners are there that lost players to it mm-hmm. and lost seasons because of it. Because between Aaron and New York, New York um, David Bakhtiari, the tackle in Green Bay, when he tore his knee years ago. Bosa, Bosa did his a couple years ago. Right, so... Um, so, I mean, there, there's so his, been... So, for, uh, Chargers or 49ers, Bosa? For, uh, 49ers. 49ers, Bosa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that has cost... What's the word I'm trying to find in the work sense? You know, like workers comps up in yeah. situations for the owners and the players. Because then, you know, if they're like for David Bakhtiari, he hasn't been right since then since. with his knee. I don't think and he, it's he been, hasn't it's been, been, been five years, just about, if somewhere around there. And so, yeah, you can't throw that complaint in. And so the owners obviously can't afford lawyers to bring up the write up the essays or whatever paperwork they got to submit mm-hmm. to say, hey, we really need to do this and this is why. And then once they get their uh, paperwork done. They have the buddy system. You know, they got other owners who they're friends with, and eventually they'll get everybody to sign off. You got to get the right, the right group of owners to, to to sign off on it. If you get the right, if you get the right ones, you're good. You're fine. You got, and it's going to take time. Yeah, you know, just like the morning said, change is tough for everybody, especially people in those positions because mm-hmm. they're. I mean, let's be honest. They're on a power trip anyway. Literally. <laughs> so we see try, that with the running backs. So, so yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So just have them say, "Hey, you got to change your the fabric on the ground in your stadium now." When we just actually just, I think every stadium just got to that Changing point. Changing the two turf. Two turf. Having, having it oh, now turf. guess what? You got to go back to the natural stuff. So now <laughs> you got to bring in all the stuff you ripped out of the ground to not grow it. Now you got to put that stuff back in to grow it. So of course, there's gonna be a couple babies like oh, I don't want to do that. But in the long run, like I said, it take. If it's starting now, probably I could see by 2025, 2026, about to, about it to could be years. a changover by then. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be ideal, at least uh, at least for a lot of fans, because, again, I don't think anyone likes seeing players get hurt, uh, especially on those wild injuries that happen on turf. But, again, we got to go ahead and throw it to our first break here. I'm Harrison. we got the morning personnel. I'm on green, all in studio here with us. We'll have two more segments right after this.